your life in the land of the ice and snow. My name is Heather, and I'm here today with my co-host, Diego. Hi, Heather. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing pretty good. And our guest today is our first repeat guest, and it is Shayna from Canada. Hello, Shayna. Hello. Am I the first repeat guest? Yes, you are. Wow, I feel honored. I'll put a trumpet fanfare here. I do not remember. I believe you were on in the spring, right? It was before, I, I remember this, it was before Melody Festivalen, because you didn't like Melody Festivalen. I like Melody Festivalen. You know what? It may have been two years. <laughs> two years ago, because it was Semla Day, and I don't like Semlas, and you like Semlas. That's right. Okay. Yes, it's it's been almost two years since you've been on. Yeah, that's just a very, very specific memory, by the way. Melody Festival in Semlas. I think she was shocked, you know. It's just she couldn't believe that that like Melody Festival and like I thought that's how you like assimilate in Sweden. It is a big part of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I have to say that this year I was very disappointed that there was no Eurovision. I think it's an injustice because the Russian group Little Big, that's who I was going to vote for. Look them up on YouTube, Little Big. They were competing this year, and I feel bad. They lost their chance to be the heroes of Eurovision. The Eurovision film, which sort of made up for not having Eurovision. That's in a way. true. Well, there's, a, there's a film. Oh, is, is it with Will Ferrell? Yes. Have you watched it? It's not, it's not great. No, well, I don't know. I tried. I, I started, but then I had to stop it. I haven't watched it either. I'm, I'll get around to it, though. I, I, I have no comment because I have a feeling this would tear the... <laughs> no, but I haven't seen it. I will watch it. I'm so behind. It's very long. Really? It's like two hours, I think. So like the real Eurovision. <laughs> But still, I don't understand why they couldn't go ahead with Eurovision, because every Eurovision final contestant actually has a very well-made music video. So there's no reason they couldn't have just played the videos and had us vote. It's politics and sponsorship money. Like Then why are sports, like why are football players still allowed to fly to other countries to play against each other? If they, don't, if they didn't let the Eurovision thing to happen. But Eurovision is such a big production with like how many different countries all in and like trying to it's like herding cats can you imagine all the same you know, no, I, yeah, I, get, I get i get no guests i get no guests and like no yeah. public but why not just the, the artists sorry there can't be more than all the euro cup football teams together they can't they can't be more people than that. well you would have to have people doing like the you know the lights and and all this stuff but that's why i say why not just show the videos that they'd already made months before but i think maybe the sports is because they they have such big advertisements all over the fields right hold on one second please i'm recording a podcast can you keep it down <laughs> i hope that please tell me you won't cut that out <laughs> <laughs> This is how life is now when you have to record over Zoom and sit in your closet instead of actually meeting people for a real podcast studio. This is also why I have a virtual background, because at some point some kid's going to come in and be like, I need to grab something for my room. And they probably won't be wearing pants. And <laughs> yeah, the, the virtual background protects that sort of world behind here. I think that's good. Um, You have the camera on, Chena, so you can see this is my setup in my closet, and I 
put three cartons behind me to hide all of the boxes and suitcases and junk. Is that what it was? I thought it was actually like a sound dampening technique. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. So how have you been doing um, in this darkness and isolation? Yeah, it's been an interesting year. Uh, What can I say? Um, I lost my job dramatically in May. I got a new job very dramatically in September. And in in between, let's see, I got a hip replacement. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Yeah, so... Sweden's healthcare system is phenomenal, and uh, I'm very grateful that I was able to make, you know, a bad situation work in my favor. And I think, yeah, Diego, the last time I saw you physically was the other wedding, right? Uh, So that would have been in February, March, April, May. So like two and a half months later, all everything, right? It was in February, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It was so, yeah, February, so, January, February. Yeah. It's like the last public February. event we went to. And then, uh, yeah, uh, spent the summer rehabilitating, building a deck, being very Swedish. <laughs> yes, because you have a summer house. Yeah. Nice. So uh, it's good. It's good to be back on track, though, like even though the world is still upside down. So how did you find the experience with uh, getting your hip replaced in Sweden? Like, how long did it take till you knew you had to have it done? And what was it like? And did you get enough drugs? Because that's usually the main complaint. <laughs> All about the drugs. I don't sign up for anything without the drugs. Um, <laughs> I mean, they, they, yeah. So I think it, it took me a while to finally find a doctor that would listen to me. And that was October 2018. that they said, oh. yeah, that you're going to like in the future, you're going to need to get this done. And then I'm like, but I'm about to start a new job. This isn't ideal. And they're like, yeah, you have time. Don't worry. Um, And then when, you know, Corona came and I lost my job, I phoned them up and I said, so that surgery you were telling me about, how's now? And they're like, oh yeah, perfect. Do you want to come next week? Wow. You know, I was, I was low risk. They had no operations. Like they still had to do a certain amount. So it just like the stars aligned. Um, And then it was really quick, you know, like I've made a phone call within a week. I was in the operating table and, you know, uh, drug, drugs were great. Nice. Well, you never know around here. <laughs> I have a weird question. Well, maybe it's not that weird, but uh, yeah. how many people were in the room with you when you had the surgery? Oh, like the actual surgeon and nurses? Yeah, because when I had the surgery myself, I, I was impressed. There was like three more people that I was not expecting in the room. Yeah. So it was, it was like a crowd. Yeah. But, um, so it was the surgeon, then someone like an assistant to the surgeon, then yeah, the anesthesiologist. Yeah. And then there's one that there's one that was just only looking at me, just making sure that I was okay. Yeah. So I felt like that was like next level, but I don't know. I don't know if it's a normal surgery. No, I mean, yeah. I think like before I like went under, I think there was like, if I remember, there was like four or five people at different stations doing things. Yeah. And like the nice anesthesiologist who was like petting my hand. I just remember he was lovely. Um, <laughs> but yeah, when I woke up, like I woke up, you know, it's one of those things you wake up, like you feel like you're in a war movie or like a James Bond film. Like you wake up in a room, you don't know where you are. And then there's a lovely little old lady that comes in to sort of like, you know, just tap you and say, you know, they're there. <laughs> and, and then like for the rest of it, I was, I had a solo room that could technically sleep two people. And like nice. there was nurses on call. Like, yeah, it was, it was almost like a luxury stay in a way luxury for sweden did you have a tv in your room i had a tv oh wow luxury bed that went up and down and (laughs) 
No, but I've been in Swedish hospitals, let's see, twice to have kids and then twice for uh, surgery. And I've never had a TV in my room. And I think only once had I, have I ever had a room to myself. And that's because I demanded it. <laughs> <laughs> a little things in life, right? Yeah. <laughs> In fact, my, my son, when he had his appendix out last year and he was in the hospital, they had a TV and it was like, wow, this is so cool. It had five channels. <laughs> Meanwhile, my friends in Texas, you know, they've got like, oh, we have the luxury suite and it looks like a hotel room with recliners and carpet, <laughs> satellite TV. It's a little different. I mean, you know, honestly, though, like from um, like May is probably what, like not the height of COVID, but pretty like high in the whole COVID thing. And I'm sitting in that room going like, it's just weird. You know, it was such an eerie experience because you see photos and videos from around the world of hospitals filled with, you know, tons of people and and this, that, and the other thing. And, and I'm like, I'm getting an elective surgery in the middle of COVID. Like, you know, I, I don't know. Like, it's, I don't even know how to comment on that one. But I think it's it's been fairly empty, um, at least like, yeah, in May and in the summer at, at regular doctor's offices, at least. I just had to go in for an eye infection during the summer. And it was just, I was the only person in the waiting room. They're so strict about not letting anybody come if you have a sniffle or anything. I don't even know. It's, it's like the amount of slowdown has been, I don't even know how to comment on that anymore. I, I'm, I'm going to stop commenting right now. <laughs> you know that, you know that I, I thought you were saying the TV in the room for um, in the hospital. Yeah. I thought when you had your surgery, you were looking at the TV and you were watching series, like something like, you know, Scrubs or ER. Yeah. And just thinking that, because it just now, it looks so surreal. It looks like they're doing something wrong. Just because now we're so used to like, you know, the distance and the masks. So when you see a hospital that just looks normal, you're like, it yeah. looks a bit, something's off with the scene. And I was watching, was one that is a mental, I can, is Zach Galifakis or something like that? Something I'm like not going to try to. I know, I know what you're talking about. Zach Galifakis. Uh, Yes, that guy, that guy, yeah. <laughs> it's a movie with him, and he's, he goes into a mental hospital, or he's in a mental hospital. And this is like a 10-year-old movie. So everyone's very normal in the, around the hospital with the patients, and no, no one's wearing masks, people are hugging. So every time, I was, I, it just felt wrong. I was just, these people are going to all die. That was my subconscious telling me <laughs> with the movie. <laughs> That's right. I, I feel the same now when I'm watching things. It's like, oh, oh, they shouldn't be that close together. No, no. Have you burned any, any goats, Jenna? You know what? No, I have not burned any goats. However, <laughs> I am in a pool this year. Will the goat survive? Okay, so on the last episode, we talked about the Yavla goat. Uh, yeah, so if the goat is even still standing by the time this episode goes up. Uh, this is something we did not discuss that people place bets on when the goat is going to burn down. So tell us, Shayna, about yours. So did you, did you bet? The, oh, there's like a, a different alternative you can bet on. Yeah, there's different. Like, is the goat going to burn down? If it burns down, what date? And if it burns down, what is the method that is used to burn it down? For example, is it elves with like fire flames or is it, I don't know, just, I mean, looking, if you look it up on Wikipedia, they have a whole list of the Yavla goat. That's right. Year by year, which years it got destroyed or on fire, which years it actually remained. I want to get an ugly Christmas sweater. You can get the, the Yavla Bakken on a sweater and it says like burn free since 93. But it's not. <laughs> 
And there's, a, I think there's other versions of it. I don't know. There's one that rhymes. Now, this is another reason why I need to go there because, uh, man, I bet they sell a lot of merchandise with that uh, goat burning on it. Yeah. So like, yeah, the, what's the wager this year? So I'm a, a person of positive nature. So I do not think it's going to burn down at all. Or are you just playing the odds because it hasn't burned down the past two years, I think. I bet you I could actually place a real wager on some sort of betting site and make some good money. Well, I do. I was going to ask that. There must be, yeah. There must be. There must. There's a betting type for yeah. everything. Right? How do you say? What are the odds? Like, how much do you get oh. back if you if it doesn't get burned? I actually don't. So the numbers in me don't work. <laughs> so I just like if it. I have no idea. It's it's okay. a it's a small like it's not even a betting site. It's just a group of friends. No, I know, I know, but I mean, then you get all the money, or how does it work? Like, what what do you get back then? Oh, I don't know. Maybe fifty crowns. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, I I probably should know what I'm investing my money into and what my return <laughs> is, but I don't. <laughs> Well, Shayna, we've been doing a new thing where we do a spotlight on Swedish towns. Now, we've already done Yavla, but do you have any Swedish towns that you like, that you've been to? You can hate them, too. You don't actually have to like them. But do you maybe have a town that uh, you'd like to talk about and put in the spotlight? Yes, actually, I do. Um, so just past Gävle, there's when you go inland, about 20 minutes, is a place called Högbobruk. And the town's called Högbo. And in this town is the most amazing, I don't know, uh, like the, you know, where, where do you go and you pet animals and... Yeah. Yeah. 4-H. 4-H. I don't know. <laughs> what does the 4-H stands for? Is that like four horses or... What does it stand for? I don't... Horses and... Hens? Hey. <laughs> I don't... Yeah, I honestly don't know. But so if you ever go there, they have everything from like ice cream on the streams to like miniature golf to, you know, petting alpacas to... Oh my God, they have this beautiful hotel that's just hidden away. You wouldn't even like... I only went into it a few weeks ago uh, going like, oh, I've never actually been in here. Let me go in. And I was like, just blown away. And then they have a soap store where they make special soaps. And like, I bought one because it just, it was one of those smells that was just like, oh my God, this is amazing. Did they make it with ingredients like from the area or? It's called Bjork and Berries. Yeah. Yeah. That's a very nice brand. Yeah. So that's, that's their HQ. Okay. Like that's what I understood. And then, yeah. So if you, if you're a, a nature enthusiast, you know, they have biking trails, they have climbing things, they have ski, like they have everything. Oh, and they have glass blowing, like everything. What's the so, name of it again? Hugbobruk. Hugbobruk. Yeah. I'll write it down in the episode description so people can see how it's spelled. Yeah. And it's, I mean, what, two hours away from the two and yeah, less than two hours away from Stockholm. So not bad, but is it somewhere you would recommend for the winter? Definitely. Oh. All year round. Yeah. It's got so much. But then I also like, do I want people to know this hidden gem because it's hidden? <laughs> <laughs> right? Good point. The secret yeah. is out. <laughs> I hope, yeah. I wish I got commission for all this, like, recommendation especially from youtube hey, use the, the code that exactly. I put YouTube together like i should be getting some sort of commission on whatever you guys produce i know if, if well, we Shana, ever do that you, our sponsors holgers brook if you use the code shana 2020 <laughs> you get one free glass blowing session or you get one extra pet on the alpaca oh my god you guys you're gonna get in so much trouble you that someone's gonna burn down the goat they're gonna try and go get free glass blowing <laughs> 
Shana, are you and your family going to be at your... It's weird to call it a summer house if you can go there year-round, but are you guys going to be there for the holidays or on some of the weekends? Honestly, I can't answer. It It all depends on the folks at Mindy Hut and their rules, and we're trying to trying to follow the... <laughs> the unclear rules still um so so we'll see but uh if not then we're here with a fake christmas tree and ideally like we'd be in pitio like where my husband's from so we'll see um yeah, yeah. but what which which rule is the one that wouldn't allow you to go to your summer house which what which rule which recommendation is the one that wouldn't allow you to go to your summer house? Oh, I don't think there is a recommendation yet, but we, okay, so we were planning good to go to Pitio. And if we don't go to Pitio, maybe we'll be at the summer house, but we're also like, eh, I, you know, we'll, we'll see how we're doing. Leave everything sort of okay, left. Okay. Isn't this the first rule of like home alone? Like, aren't we not supposed to talk about where we're not going to be for Christmas? Like someone's going to rob my house. <laughs> I was thinking the opposite. I was thinking, you know, right now, every office is empty. You think there'd be, I don't know, a lot of break-ins or looting for computers or something. No, no, they're all, they're all guarding the, the goats. They're they all guarding are. the goats. Yeah, that, that's really the focus right now. I guess that's why every all the offices are okay. I, I feel like that's a terrible American thing to immediately jump to. Oh, places are empty. <laughs> they're gonna loot but yeah i think we're all pretty good we're safe this christmas because nobody's going anywhere it's really I mean, we're having a very like low-key christmas I, I i do have to tell what i think is a funny story so we go to pitio usually for christmas like well i think it's been a few years in a row we're supposed to be uh visiting my family this year but that's not happening and every year we go are you guys familiar with it's like um a little candle that has an angel that like goes around and dings. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I hate this candle. <laughs> it's a Swedish <laughs> tradition, like I guess, and it's quite common up north in Sweden. But if you've ever been up north and like my in-laws have a beautiful, you know, place, but it's so quiet and all you can hear is the ding, ding. <laughs> and so I go crazy, right? So every year the running joke is like, or at least I think it's funny. I blow out the candle and then my mother-in-law relights the candle, but she has no idea. So I was just like, oh my God, I can't go up there if that candle's going. So my son, <laughs> bless him, he says to me, mom, I have a great idea. I'll tell Farmore that uh, I don't like the candle and maybe we don't have to have it. And I'm like, that's a fantastic idea. <laughs> so what does he do? He gets on the phone with Farmore and he says, Farmer, I need to tell you something. Mom doesn't like your candle. <laughs> no! <laughs> And I'm like, thanks for throwing me under the bus. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Diego? Is there any like Christmas or like uh, Mexican traditions or anything that's like? Well, there's nothing that I follow here. But uh, I mean, you put a nativity scene. Yes. Right. We, and uh, instead of a Christmas tree. Nativity. Yeah. Uh-huh. But I guess okay. only Catholic, uh, only Catholics in the US. I don't know. I don't know exactly. But in Mexico, everyone puts on a nativity scene. So I think that's a big project for at least for my family's house so when i was a kid i I used to spend i don't know five six hours you know putting this uh, moss that you buy in a market and this fake it's like a fungus i don't know what's the name in english or in spanish it's like a fungus but it pretends to look like snow so you add that you make mountains and then you make with them with aluminum foil you make the river and then you put in like a cave with the devil under it so it's like um Yes, like a mini town. 
I don't remember the, the devil. Yeah, I don't remember the cave with the devil in the nativity scene. But that is that's the thing. I that's I think it's only in Mexico that you okay. put like the whole yeah yeah. You add the angels. You add the everything. You add. Where's the this devil in a cave? Ducks. I have to Google. The devil in the cave is on. under it, and it, it is because there's a little tiny bit of the gospel that day that says something like, "Oh, and then when this uh, Christ was born, the devil, you know, didn't like it. It was like it's one sentence that is on in one of the gospels, and that that's the one they read in Mexico. So people relate it to the devil being." angry that day okay. i know it's a stretch but i i, I had to I had to find because i thought that was normal my whole life like just building this thing <laughs> and the first time i i spent christmas in wisconsin and i'm like oh let's go and gather some moss and they're like why do you want moss like, <laughs> but that's so nice that is that a normal thing that people make their own and you make it from scratch each year well, you, don't, you buy it the uh, the moss and the things those you have to buy you don't go and pick them up. You buy them from a, like a street market. Mm -hmm. But then the little figures that go on, those you buy made. But I mean, you can buy, you know, elephants or, I mean, it's not really an activity <laughs> anymore. Just like this mini world you put in your living room. Yeah. So yeah, that one, I think it was a shock that they, that no one else had it, but Mexico. Okay. I just Googled while we were talking and I mm -hmm. found Krampus the demon a bad-tempered mm -hmm. Yule cat, and the Mexican night of the radishes. The strangest Christmas tradition <laughs> from around the world revealed. Okay, we got to hear this one. <laughs> what is the radishes? <laughs> Diego, are you really from Mexico? Uh -huh. <laughs> Mexico I, I, okay. I am. <laughs> okay, okay I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read this, and Diego, you can fact check it for us. So it mm -hmm. says, night of the radishes, where? Mexico. Your mother always told you not to play with your vegetables. Your mother presumably was not Mexican. And if she was, she clearly did not hail from Oaxa? 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 Oaxa. For if she did, she would definitely have told you to play with your vegetables, or at least any radishes that you may have had to hand. Because in this southerly Mexican city, December 23rd witnesses the Noche de Rabanos, the night of the radishes, a formidable <laughs> event, which... Okay. which sees the harmless, rather bland pink and white garnishers of salad carved into nativity figures in an edible tribute to the Christmas story. This what? neat skill is, is even recognized with the finest radish statues displayed in the city's main square with prizes for the best. So, okay, so no, they... ne never, never heard of that. I, I think that's the Yable of uh, Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> so you carve the nativity figures out of the radishes? Is that what it's saying? There's a photo Jesus. right here. Of all these, like, like the Mexican devil, you said in the nativity scene, like it's oh, radish. Yeah, yeah but, I, but I was not expecting like made out of radish. That's, that's, <laughs> a, that's a whole, forget about the devil, like who's carving radishes? It's some pretty exquisite carvings here. <laughs> pretty explicit, you said? <laughs> no, exquisite. Like not, not, safe, explicit. not safe for work. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I like, I like that. Yeah, I almost feel like you should get somebody from Venezuela and from the Ukraine and, you know, France. Because, uh, there, yeah, there's some pretty cool things on here. For, for upcoming Christmas episodes, perhaps. Yeah. 
Yeah. Mm. But I mean, carving radishes into nativity figures, is it really that much more strange than watching Donald Duck on Christmas Eve? I love Donald Duck on Christmas I do too. I'm just saying it's an odd Christmas tradition. I don't, like, I, I was thinking mm. about that recently. Like tradition, how do things become traditions? Like at what point is it the five year mark when it sort of starts to become like, for example, Halloween in Sweden? right? Like it's only really sort of gotten legs in the last six years, but is it starting to become a tradition? Because they still can't get it right on what day they want to celebrate it. I know. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Always my complaint. I I don't know. I mean, I think most of this is TV and movies that people pick up on different things, but yeah. How do they make it their own? And I think, I I think it has to be widespread. Like it has to be on the news. It has to be on like stories about it. And it has to happen at least three times. I think that's the... Three times. If it's twice... Yeah, I think after the third... Uh, I mean, the third time you do something, you already count it as a tradition or, you know, it's, it's a recurring thing. If it's just two times, if it's just the second time, you say like, oh yeah, like last year. But you don't say like, oh, now it's, now it's a tradition. The third time something happens. So if we start carving radishes today... <laughs> and we do it for the next two years, then that's the new thing. Yes, then it's a tradition. I want to be invited back every year. Explicit carvings. <laughs> I think that's a good one to end on, don't you guys? <laughs> we encourage everyone to um to start the new radish carving tradition this Christmas and to bet on the burning of the Yavla goat. But not to burn it. Not to burn it, simply to bet on it. Yeah, and then go pet some alpacas in whatever town it was that you talked about. Hölgebruk. Hölgebruk. I don't even know how to sing right now. All the Swedes listening to this have to just be cracking up. I, I, I think that's every episode, though. We butcher their language, but... Sure. At least we're trying. That's right. Well, thank you, Shana, for joining us. And I hope that you have a very Merry Christmas wherever you are, though you'll probably be at home. Uh, We'll just say you'll be at home because we don't want people to loot your place. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.